Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your girl every tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Bottle tea time and filter with your girl every tea. Hey, tea sippers. I hope you guys are doing good today. I am back with another podcast with Emily. Emily, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? So I hope everybody had a wonderful New Year's. We definitely did. And I cannot mm-hmm. believe that it's already 10 days into the new year. It seemed like we were just waiting for the party not even a week and a half ago. Yeah, time really flew by. Like everything since the, you know, like the planning and everything had came about. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to be able to make it like... Christmas flew by, like everything just flew by so fast. And now my days are like so off because I'm like, wait, what day is it again? I don't know why. Like it just I can't seem to to get back in the rhythm. But we definitely brought the new year in right. So I have a feeling it's going to be a great new year. Yeah, no, I had a good time and it was just awesome. Like just hanging out with like a lot of the tea sippers that came through and, yes. you know, the ugly Christmas sweater party and then going to the- that was lit. <laughs> it was it was I have not done karaoke and I don't know how long. So that was definitely fun. And mm-hmm. everybody just following the theme with the sweaters and then going to the club the next day. And the cool thing is the first week of January, the weather was surprisingly mild because that's not typical Minnesota. It's gotten colder now, but I'm really happy that we did the party for New Year's because the weather was like almost perfect. Yeah, now I was thinking, I was like, is this normal? I'm freezing. How do y'all live like this? And then (laughs) it was like, that ain't even that cold. Like it really wasn't that it was just the wind. But for the most part, like you said, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't frigid because everybody had told me, before going up there, they're like, oh, it's cold up there. It's cold. And when I got there, it was cold, but it wasn't like as cold as I was expecting. And then when I see the weather that y'all have got coming or might currently be in, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cold for real, for real. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, no, it's definitely dropped. So it was really nice to see like a lot of the Southerners come and like people from the West Coast. And it was their chance to actually like see snow or be in like, you know, a little bit of a snowfall. So that was just really cute. We definitely had that was that that made my trip. Well, that wasn't all that made the trip, but I was so excited at just seeing the snow because Y'all snow, um, some people, I, I don't know, some people might disagree, like, or get mad at me say, but I swear, like, it sounds weird. Y'all snow is prettier than our snow. Like, it <laughs> glistens and sparkles. And I was, like, taking pictures of the ground. Like, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like, I don't know. It made just different environment, I guess. But y'all snow is so pretty. Like, it's just different than when we get a little bit of snow here. Like, y'all's was so pretty. And what's so funny, it was like, I don't know if people were just bugged out because of the weather, but it was some people like running around with no jackets on. Girl. That dude, he was like drunk. He was just like sliding on like his in his shoes and no jacket and just sliding. Burying no. something? Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell are you burying, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah, they were went. having a field day in downtown Minneapolis. It's like everybody and their mama was out in the snow, no jacket on. Super short outfits, even the guys. Titties, booty t-shirt. cheeks. Yeah, they didn't give a damn. That's They're like, true. oh, this is not normal. We about to kick it, snow or not. Yeah, and another thing I really liked about uh, your city is how, like, everybody there was so cool. Like, everybody was so nice. And a lot of times people in the South will always say, you know, there's nothing like being in the South and that Southern hospitality. But when you go up North, it's... De- it, People in Minneapolis are so nice, so friendly. The people, you know, that worked at the events and the hotel and even, you know, just when we were at the mall and you're getting coffee, like everybody was really cool and really nice. Yeah, they call it very nice city. Nice. That is what that's what they call. They call it Minnesota nice. Um, And yeah, for the really. Yeah, there isn't there's a name for it. (laughs) It's called mice. No, Minnesota nice. Minnesota Minnesota nice. nice. Uh Oh, okay, Okay. Yeah. Like the nicest city in the Midwest or something like that. So, yeah, they I do call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. a lot of people are like really cool. I mean, of course, you always get, you know, one or few, you know, weirdos. But for the most part, like the customer is on point and, and mm-hmm. people are really on point. And the yeah, the hotel staff was just wonderful. Oh, yeah. Really, really nice for sure. 
I really like Minneapolis. It's a great city. I was Yeah. so glad I got to go and kick it. And the event was amazing. And it's just really, it, it just goes to show the type of people that you attract because it was just like such high vibrational, good energy. Like we had such a great time, so much fun, lots of laughs. Like it was just, no matter where we went, it was a party, it was lit, it was fun, it was good energy. So it was a great thing to be a part of. Well, I'm glad you're able to come up here. It definitely was like just a blessing just to like bring everybody, you know, who could come to my city because usually we're always like in the South or we're in Atlanta. Yeah. So it was nice to like bring everybody up North and people really enjoyed it and they want to come back. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know maybe I I'll do. do, yeah, maybe I'll do something else in the future. But um, For sure. so yeah, so while we were partying and hanging out and having a good old funky time in Minneapolis, there was a lot of drama going on on TikTok. Um, and you were telling me about it because I didn't even know this was like a thing. And, you know, part of it is, you know, we're boy moms, so I don't keep it with like Right. all the latest makeup, you know, more or less sports. And that's what I'm more or less into with the boys. But all the makeup and Sephora, the Sephora drama, I don't know. But for y'all who don't know, who have not heard, there's a lot of drama going on with these Sephora kids. And what they're saying is that basically you have a lot of kids now between the ages of eight to like 12 pre-tweens and tweens and they're really getting into like skincare and they're going into places like Sephora, Alta and they are just messing things up. They're spoiled. Their parents are giving them all of this money, credit cards to go shopping and they're buying hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of like just beauty supplies and makeup and skincare. And people are like, you know, what is going on? Why does an eight-year-old need Drunk Elephant? And I didn't know what Drunk Elephant was, but it's a whole skincare line. So if you want to go ahead and just kind of explain some of that. Okay, so yeah, what what the the thing that's kind of become a lot of people speaking out, giving story times. A lot of people that work at Sephora has come out and told their stories, and they're they're pretty much saying that Sephora has become the new Claire's. Mm. And um, you know, Claire's was my spot when I was younger, but Sephora, as most people know, that that's a, a store for grownups. <laughs> that's not Right. a kids store. That's more a high end makeup products. Um, high-end perfumes, skincare, things like that. There's some things that are affordable, but for the most part, like that's for the grown folks to go shopping. Not Right. saying that kids shouldn't get stuff there, but I, I don't know what their obsession is with Drunk Elephant, but that is what is on trend right now. It is Rare Beauty, which is uh, Selena Gomez's makeup, and um, Drunk Elephant. And there's like these moisturizing drops and these bronzing drops, and these kids are just going... fucking bonkers over it and they're going and not to i mean hell i'm grown i like to do the the spray tests and stuff like that but want kids I, I will give a little grace kid will be kids will be kids so they're gonna mess with all the samples and stuff and they're just wreaking havoc on the stores and then also a lot of adults are feeling away because a lot of people that might have more sensitive skin and stuff like that need these products and they can't get it and they're like why does a 10 year old need retinol like the the more concerning issue is a lot of these products that these kids are buying is it's not a nine-year-old does not need anti-aging cream. A lot of this stuff is not good for their skin. So when they bring it to the parents' attention, like, you know, in a professional manner, you know, maybe you might want to find something a little bit more age appropriate that the parents are clicking on them. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And a lot of people have gotten to where they don't even want to go to Sephora anymore because it, it's just become flooded with nine and 10 year olds. Once again, it's turned into the new Claire's. Mind you, Claire's are barren. I go through Claire's all the time. You know, I don't I, see they nobody. could have been Walmart. Right, nobody. So I don't I'm like, see none what? of these kids in Claire's or icing. Remember, icing was another Yes, store in Claire's. Yeah. yes, I love the icing. And I noticed they put a Claire's in our local Walmart. I don't ever Mm -hmm. see any little girls in Claire's. I don't see nobody in there, like you said. So we're going to go ahead and watch some videos of people talking about the Sephora kids. Like all of these videos are now viral. So I'm going to go ahead and um, play them really quick here. Someone that works within a Sephora, I have some things to say about Sephora kids. And let me tell you something about these little girls. They are rude. These 10-year-olds are crazy. Like, literally the most feral. I was a camp counselor. The Sephora kids are different than any type of kids. They just have no concern about adults. Oh, the rules of, like, staying in a kid's place, like, that doesn't exist in a Sephora. That is now an 11-year-old's domain. Dear younger kids and teens, 
Can you please stop doing this to the testers inside of Ulta's and Sephora's? Now when you're influencing people, don't even assume that you're talking to a fellow like 21-year-old, 25-year-old, like a 30-year-old woman, like, you know, these women that you're talking to that you think you're talking to, you're not. You're talking to a literal 11-year-old who thinks that, you know, she can do the same things as a 30-year-old influencer can do. And it's just like... No, ma'am, put that down. It's not the fact that they're little girls in Sephora because makeup is subjective. There's no age limit to it. But it's more of the fact of what these girls are reaching for when they're in these stores. Um, so they're reaching for things that are going to permanently damage their skin, um, that are going to like cause burns, chemical burns, scarring, like all these things that are just like not the best for kids. Um, and then it's also the way that they're treating the workers within it. You see these kind of like mean girl antics with these 10 year olds, which is like shocking to see because usually that's a little, little later on in life. They're kind of like completely pushing out older women in general, just like being like this level of disrespect that you've never seen from a child to a woman, um, where you're seeing like them pushing them out of the way of like certain products they're reaching for or they're like opening like bottles that we haven't even opened as testers and they're using that as products which we're having to damage those out so that's that's lost merchandise also um so it's that's one of the, the main things that you're seeing but you see like this aggressive like demeanor towards older people like they just simply do not care um i have literally had girls come up to me while i'm in the middle of talking to a customer usually an older woman um, and trying to help her find a product and it's, oh, do you have this? Do you have this? Like without even context. And I'm like, oh, like give me one minute. It's just, there's no concern. The root issue is definitely the trend. Um, they're all following a trend. But also I think when we're talking about trends, we cannot blame the influencers because in reality, these 10 to 11 year old girls, 10 to 12 year old girls are not supposed to be on TikTok. Like the age limit is 13. So you can't even get mad at these influencers because in reality, they do think they're talking to an older audience that are not a bunch of children. All of this does fall back on the parents. Like obviously you don't want to blame them, but it is a child at the end of the day and they're only doing as much as they're allowed to. Um, so when they're reaching for these items, you do as a parent have the authority to step in and be like, let's look at this, put that back. The, what's happening is that you're kind of seeing that parents don't want to like discipline their kid, but they don't want you to do it also. So we're kind of put in a hard place where we're like, oh, we want to be like, oh no, you can't do that. But also that, that's not our kid. And people get really mad when you try to tell them what to do with their kids. So it's, it's a really hard line to balance. I just saw a girl on my free page talking about how Sephora has become the new Claire's. There's a bunch of 10-year-olds running around fiending for a drunk elephant and like peeing for rare beauty as if Selena Gomez is in the building. And let me tell you, I have a story for you. These 10-year-olds are crazy. Like literally the most feral. I was a camp counselor. The Sephora kids are different than any type of kids. First of all, whatever did happen to Claire's? Because I catch myself going into Claire's sometimes when I want a pair of cheap earrings for like a random event that I'm never going to Every time you go into Sephora now, it's just all little girls. Well, let me share my experience yesterday at Sephora with the youngins. I do not know where these kids get the audacity to act like this and think that it's okay. Walking around, grabbing all my stuff, half the store is filled with tweens, and I specifically was looking for the Summer Fridays lip balm in mint. It, I'm going in, the products there on the shelf, I'm like here, my hand is like here, and this 10 year old swoops in, grabs it, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And I look at her, and she looks at me, she's like, hmm, sorry, it's mine now. Uh, child, I'm probably the same age as your mother. Do you speak to your mother like that? I really hope you don't. Wait, it gets worse. She proceeds to open up the package, use the lip balm on her lips, and she's like, hmm, no, not for me, I don't like the flavor. Throws the packaging, throws the product on the shelf, and just walks away. Like, did I really just see and hear that with my own eyes? And behind me at the same time, a girl is arguing with her dad, demanding that he buys the dewdrops for her. Sephora, you are going to have to implement a policy and have someone at the door. And if you're under a certain age, you cannot come in there alone and need to have an adult in there with you supervising you the whole time. I am not the only one that this has happened to. Did you hear about the story about the girl with the bronzy drops and the 10-year-old?
Right. So you guys just watched that. You just heard the video. This entire situation is insane um, mm -hmm. with the Sephora kids. Um, you know, again, I, I hate to once again blame social media, but that's where a lot of this is coming from. Um, not just social media, but like the TV shows that a lot of these kids consume. Um, they're iPad kids. These are kids who have been given yeah. iPads from the time they were one and two with no type of context. And they are behaving in the same way that they see influencers act, that they see the bad girls, you know, the baddies act. Um, I remember we had the teacher Collins show and a lot of teachers were saying like these little girls are watching, you know, shows like the baddies and bad girls club and whatever else with their young parents. And they're going back to school and they're emulating that. So to me, mm -hmm. that's no different than them watching their favorite influencer. And, you know, if I'm spending eight hours a day, literally scrolling on TikTok and looking at beauty influencers, YouTube influencers, regardless if I'm nine or 19, if this influencer that I look up to is saying that this is their favorite product, this is what they use, that's the point of an influencer. They influence you to do certain things. And so now you have a bunch of nine-year-olds who feel like they need retinol and it does not make any sense. No, it doesn't. And I, I do agree with the girl when she said, you know, as far as influencers go, that's what they do. Um, I mostly blame, you know, the, the parents because at the end of the day, um, first of all, and, and I'm trying not to like look at it just for me and like when I grew up and stuff like that, because I'm thinking, damn, I'm grown and I barely go to Sephora like that. That's for, right. They ain't cheap. So how the hell are these kids, you know, getting the, the funds to even buy stuff from Sephora? But even that aside, Something that you're putting on your skin uh, when it comes to any type of products, these parents are oblivious to what they're buying. Because, I, I mean, I think a lot of girls, I was really into, like, playing with makeup and stuff like that when I was younger, too. But I would get, like, the little cheap kid sets and stuff like that. And you would play yeah, with it. And it wasn't like, actually. They didn't have a lot of dye and pigment. It was really light colored. Yeah, it was almost just like it was it was made for kids. And um, there was a really good point that was made, though. Uh, where they were saying there's really not much of a middle ground anymore for younger girls. Because like we said, we're, we're boy moms. So I don't really get too much into to the stuff with younger girls. But I, I have noticed that there isn't a lot of show. You don't see like a That's So Raven show anymore. You don't see mm -hmm. um, a uh, I watch Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, any of those, you know, kind of like preteen shows where they could kind of relate and identify. I mean, they have what, Northwest? I mean, that's the only person I know that's kind of younger. I'm sure she has a skincare routine. Not to mention, I'm just curious as to what influencer put on Drunk Elephant. Like, of all products, why is that the product that they're just going crazy over and rare beauty? Like, why are those the two that just seem to, to have popped? But yeah, well, there's I no middle ground. Part of it, from what I've kind of researched, um, you know, just the name Drunk Elephant alone just to me is more adult, even that name drunk. Right, exactly. Um, but from what I researched, when I looked at the packaging, it looks very kiddish. It doesn't yeah, even have the little like a yeah, it doesn't look like a grown folks packaging with like the metal gold and the silver. And I mean it's very like kiddish. It's neon. They have names like jelly and little and you know, Makes so sense. I think these companies are also they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They can try and play crazy all they want to, like, oh, we don't know why these little girls are, you know, fiending over drunk elephant and rare <laughs> beauty. Well, they are because look at the packaging. You That's guys true. are making them look kid friendly, even though these are grown adult packages. I mean, they're grown adult products in the packages. They look kid friendly because I think one of the names was like Jelly something or Jelly Belly, something like that. I might be. Mistaken. Yeah, that, that sounds like something for a kid. Yeah. You know, for so sure. I can see that with these bright colors, these plastic tops you know they it looks more kid friendly but that's where like you said as an adult you have to step in but i think you raised a really good point that there's no more middle ground for kids kids are literally going from the kid stage right they're going from coco melon to you know to like grown stuff there's nothing euphoria <laughs> yeah to, yeah from coco melon to euphoria i think one of the tiktokers said that and that is yeah. really true <laughs> Because even when we were growing up in the 90s, you know, I remember just being a kid watching Barney and watching, you know, Lamb Chocks play along where kids come. Yeah, Nick so, Jr. You know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> watching all this stuff on PBS, Nick Jr. And then as I got like to my preteens, we had Snick. So we had Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, mm -hmm. That Arnold. show was lit. I yes. love that show. Um, Pete and Pete, you know, Pete's brother, Pete, and they were both in love with Ellen. Um, mm -hmm. That was the show.
Doug. Like we had all of these shows in between. Then once we started getting a little bit older, then, you know, we were able to start watching like Moesha and, you know, this, the shows that were geared more towards, you know, going into high school. Blossom. Larissa explains it all. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, again, I don't watch, you know, like my kids are a little bit older now, so I don't even know what shows are popping on Disney for little girls. But I know there's no more Hannah Montana. There's no more Lizzie McGuire. I remember even back in the day, my kids watching Sam and Cat. There's no oh, shows yeah. like that. So and I think that's the problem that because there's the because there's no more shows like this anymore, the kids are now glued on to social media. They're looking it's at YouTube. YouTubers. Yes, it's yeah. YouTube. YouTube is a new television. And um, mm-hmm. even when we talk about music, I remember I talked about this a while back. There's no kid music for them. Like, nope. I think the last teeny bopper kid musician really was like a Justin Bieber. Who is the who is the 2024 version of Justin Bieber or Selena Gomez? You know, all of these folks are grown now. You know, when we were younger, we had like So For Real. We had um, New Kids on the Block, New mm-hmm. Edition. Britney you know, Spears. Were, yes, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, um, the Disney Club, you know? So yeah. we had a lot of these musicians that were around our age or younger that we could relate to. We watched them go through puberty. I remember watching Full House and, you know, seeing these girls, you know. The Olsen twins. The yeah. Olsen twins, you know, DJ and Stephanie Tanner. And you're seeing them going through puberty and going through the same issues that you're going through as like a preteen and puberty prepubescent and things like that. But these kids, they don't have that. So what they're idolizing is the girls who have already gone through puberty and they're grown and they're in their late teens and early 20s. So they're looking up to the Kylie Jenners. I mean, Alabama Barker, we've talked about her several times. Nothing about her screams 16-year-old. She looks no, like no, a th- woman. I think she just recently turned 18, but she looks exactly the same now as an 18-year-old that she has since when she, she was, was 15. 14. Exactly. Yeah, She's nothing's always- changed fillers and you know boobs out like like these kids are being groomed to look so much older and act so much older and even though their bodies might be developed they might have fillers and whatever else mentally they're still children so today's show sponsor is brought to you by factor make factor part of your new year's resolution factor is a ready-to-eat delivery service that takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year skip the grocery store trip the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, choose from over 35 meals, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is way cheaper and they are more delicious than takeout. One thing I personally like about Factor, I love the fact that it's no stress. Everything that you need is already there. It's already pre-cooked for you. And I really love their juices and their smoothies. They're very different. You're not going to find them anywhere in the store. And when you drink them, you feel a lot healthier. You can tell like everything in there is 100% natural. So I really love their smoothies and their cold-pressed juices. So if you guys are ready to try Factor, make sure you guys go on to factormeals.com slash sipslow50. Once again, make sure you use the code sipslow50 to get 50% off your order. Again, go to factormeals.com slash sipslow50 to get 50% off. Yeah, and, that's and you the know, part that's sad. Yeah, it, it really is because um, with uh, even when we were younger, like I'm just thinking of Mary Kate and Ashley, for an example, um, which they with me, I remember like all my friends and stuff like they they had that era like in a show called everywhere you went. It was Mary Kate and Ashley clothes, merch. They had a million DVDs like they were very, very influential. But when you and I know they went through a lot, but just like surface level kids and what we're consuming Mm-hmm. They they looked like younger girls. You know, they started right. out as little girls and then they eventually, you know, became preteen and then teenagers and things like that. I feel really bad for the girls of this era because a lot of the um, girls that are influencing them or women that are influencing them, the standard of beauty is so different and it is so unrealistic and fake. They're watching mm-hmm. girls on TV or um, on their iPads, on their phones whatever that have filters on which is totally fine but you know it's it's not real it's yeah. filters and um plastic surgery and all kind of makeup and stuff like that which when you even look at like red carpet events back in like the 90s 2000s 80s mm-hmm. stuff like that even then the makeup was different it was more realistic looking back yeah, then not saying that subtle stuff. right exactly so as a young girl i couldn't imagine looking at somebody and being you know that's the person that i'm into and i'm influenced by 
and not understanding, okay, this is just not real. This is smoke and mirrors. Half of this is fake. Their bodies, the way that they look, all of this is not naturally how they look in person. So yeah, it's warping your mind and what your is. idea of beauty is. It really does. And I mean, even for me as, an, as a grown adult, I mean, there'd be times where I'd be scrolling through my For You page or my Instagram page and I'm getting ready to just, you know, post a regular picture of myself like, hey, you know, I hope you guys have a good day. You know, just like a regular smiling mm -hmm. shot. But then as I'm scrolling, I'm seeing like just all these beautiful girls and everybody looks flawless and thin and good. Man, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not posting my plain Jane looking ass. Oh, well, I'll just regular, I'll just post a quote, you know, because <laughs> and, and I'm grown. And, you yeah. know, there were times that I would scroll and I would feel just so insecure by what I was seeing on my timeline mm -hmm. that I'm like, well, damn, how do these kids feel if I'm feeling like this? Because for a long time, I didn't know people were using filters. Let me tell you something. I, I ain't no posting idea. shit without a filter unless it is just a really bomb picture. But if it's just a selfie of me, I'm going to have a filter on. Yeah. And I had no idea I'm grown. doing that. So I'm yeah, it changes myself. your bone structure. It does. Like your whole and, face changes. And for some reason, I cannot lie. Everybody looks better with a filter on. They I do. don't know what that is. Everybody's cheekbones are high. Their mm -hmm. eyes are spread apart just the right way. Teeth are white. No. Yes. So I see why people use a filter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I've used filters now that I know about them, but I don't use them a lot. But you know, every now and then I will, you know, throw on a filter, whatever. But I try not to do it too much because I don't want to start looking at myself unrealistically and feeling like, oh, I only look good if I have a filter on my face. Because I know a lot of women fall into that. Where, yes. You know, because, yes. again, I would even watch some people's uh, makeup things like, you know, I'll go get the same products. I'll put them on and it doesn't look like that on me. Then I find mm -hmm. out later on everything's been retouched and made to look more pigmented. And, you know, they're all using Facetune. So I'm like, well, what the mm -hmm. hell is the point then? It's like we're constantly chasing a ghost because that's not the real person. Yeah. Or they'll um, a lot of people have been called out for using um, like age, age defying or filters that make them look older and then beautifying filters after to make the transformation look crazy. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Why is it my transformation? I'm contouring. I think I'm contouring the hell out of, you know, I went and bought all this expensive shit from Sephora, too. Why don't I look like this? And it, it is very common for a lot of people to start, especially if you already suffer from body dysmorphia, the mm -hmm. filters are, are terrible because I, I mean, I remember there's been times on Snapchat, like I would be so sick and I'd be like, hold on, I look like shit. Let me put a filter on. And it's like, what is it, Matt? I'm literally just snapping my friend, but I'm gonna have a filter on because you're sitting there looking at your face and it, it looks better with the filter. And then it kind of like I said, you get this type of dysmorphia that even a lot of plastic surgeons have come out and said that when you look at yourself on the phone, it distorts the way that you look. And it's not truly representing how you look, because a lot of these people that you see, like as influ influencers and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they look totally different in person. When you have the perfect lighting, yeah. the perfect angles, the perfect, perfect filters and editors and even uh, lens distortion. You can look at like posts of like Dua Lipa and Selena Gomez or um, no, Ariana Grande and stuff like that. And if you pay attention, you're like, oh my God, why is her feet the same size as like her head? Or why is she the same size as this dog? And it's literally just lens distortion. Mm. So a lot of people are getting, you know, kind of bamboozled as adults. So I could only imagine what it is doing to young girls that are so impressionable yeah. And are kind of in that point in time where they're building their self-esteem. The fact that at eight years old, you feel like you need an age-defying cream. I'm not, I'm not a dermatologist or an esthetician, but I, I did learn a little bit about skincare and stuff like that in cosmetology school. And honestly, I feel like the only thing that an eight-year-old needs right now, because I have an eight-year-old son, is sunscreen. That's the only thing he needs to, outside of just, you know, when they take their bath, their shower, sunscreen that's all that that's really the most important thing and half the shit they're buying don't even have an spf in it yeah yeah like i remember when we would have those meetings on zoom and i would be so shocked at how many young girls literally who are just hitting 25 they feel like they're just old and withered yeah. you know and it's like bruh you're 25 you have like a whole yeah. other 25 to 30 years ahead of you like if you feel like you're old and you feel like you look old well, how do you think, you know, like, so how am I supposed to feel when I'm yeah. your age, <laughs> Hell, you what know? Am I? <laughs> and that's what they were saying that in this generation, they make you feel like once you hit 25, you know, it's all downhill from that. And it's so not true. So imagine mm -hmm. 10 year olds, you know, I get 
you know, wanting to do preventative things, right? Like wanting to take preventive um, action against certain things. But at 10, I don't care how much, how much like retinol um, or how much cream you rub on your face, that's not going to do anything. Cause once you hit puberty pimples and all that stuff, you know, it's all going to come about. I think the most important thing is we were asking that all the time. Like, how do you still look so young and you don't look your age? It's not from a bunch of stuff that I've slathered on my skin. It's really mm -hmm. from taking care of my body internally. I just right. never got down with like the drug scene. I wasn't, you know, when. And you I stay drinking water too. Yes. I drink, a, drink lot a lot of water. water. And it's like, even when I was in my twenties, when everybody was busy getting high and popping ecstasy and, you know, <laughs> doing lines in the bathroom and doing all types of stuff. That just was not me. Even right. liquor, like liquor is free. I'm just not into liquor like that. You know what I'm saying? The only time you'll really catch me drinking anything is if I'm toasting or if it's my birthday. And even then I don't drink anything rarely over 5%. I'm just, I'm just not right. into that. So I think because I just never went down that route where I got very involved in like drugs and alcohol, that kind of helped me, you know? Oh, absolutely. I see, yeah, I see a lot of my friends who are my age and yeah, they they look they're, they look every bit of 40 plus, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, but then I also remember what they were also doing in their 20s. So I think yeah. that's the main thing is like, if you want to look young and, and keep good skin, it really starts internally. Drinking a lot yeah. of water, taking vitamins, you know, washing your face twice a day. Like I remember the old saying, um, keep it simple. Less is more. Yeah, and that's what my grandma reason, used to tell me, too. Yeah. Like when we were growing up, we just washed our face with just Neutrogena or Noxzema. Open water. Yep. Yeah. I, now I got some shea butter or some coconut oil or hell, mm -hmm. even Vaseline. And you went to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I remember using uh, olive oil, which was, for me was a terrible fucking mistake because I uh, oil breaks me out really bad because mm -hmm. I have really, really oily skin. But it's just really humid here. So most people tend to to have um, oily skin. But yeah, definitely the way that you take care of your body definitely reflects in your skin. Genetics play a, a big part in it. And then also going through puberty, a lot of times if you've got like terrible acne, you're, you're going to have to go to a dermatologist. That drunk elephant ink might not have exactly what you need because that is more, you know, your your hormones are racing. Your body's producing, you know, different things at different times. Like I said, I'm not a dermatologist, but I I remember dealing with breakouts and skin breakouts and things like that. No matter how much I washed my face, mm -hmm. what I did, it, there was certain things that you just had. You couldn't buy enough shit. Sometimes you just got to let the storm, the storm pass. And um, it, it's sad that a lot of these products that they're putting on their skin are, are going to do more harm than good. Like the article, um, the news segment was saying, these are going to cause scarring. Hell, a lawsuit's going to come down the road before too long if they don't get a control on this shit. Because there was one story where like they had a bad reaction. Their skin was turning really red. Mm. A lot of times if your body doesn't need something, it's not going to accept it well. Like I know mm. like that sounds dumb, but I mean, if, if you're eight, my son is eight. I'm looking at his skin. It's flawless. There's He doesn't need any type of skincare. And it's great to go ahead and get in the habit of good hygiene and a great skincare regimen. So I get, especially if they're seeing, you know, their parents and their sisters and stuff like that. I get that. But most importantly, a lot of people do not realize if you are very fair skin like me, mm -hmm. you sunscreen is the most important thing that you can use to help like not age a lot stay out of them damn tannin beds and tannin beds are terrible and melanoma is no joke like that is really a silent killer people don't realize a mole that you have on your body can turn into stage four cancer within a month and you can die i've seen it happen it's really bad sunscreen is is very very important even at a young age yeah side note <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely agree and it's just sad that so many young girls feel like they have to go this route or they have to buy all these products, you know? And I think, you know, part of that is as a parent, you have to reiterate that no matter what, you know, as a child, you're still beautiful. You don't need all. Yes. You know and not I mean? even just beauty, mm -hmm. because I, I think that's something we had talked about before where, yeah, definitely you're beautiful, but also it's always good to, to remind your kids, especially with girls, I would think. Um, once again, I'm a boy mom. And I understand sometimes things go over your head because I've I've caught my son watching stuff on YouTube and playing games that he had no business playing, no business watching. And I didn't even realize it was that bad. So I get, you know, the parenting is hard. Like you said, it doesn't come with the handbook, but 
especially with the beauty standards now and what's consistently like just shoved in kids' faces, not only reminding them how beautiful they are, but how smart they are, how kind they are, like all the good things about them, not just on the outside, because eventually you are going to get old one day. Beauty's going to fade and you don't want to be, you know, the the Kim Kardashians and the Megan Foxes that are going through midlife crisis because they just can't let go of the fact that they're not, you know, 21 and the most beautiful person in the room anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. I definitely agree with that. So let's go ahead and segue on to the next story that's been going viral all over wretched ass Florida. <laughs> so in Miami, supposedly there was a 10 foot alien that took over the mall. Um, and so we're going to watch the news clip <laughs> here about the 10 foot alien. But the crazy thing is there's been people who are quote unquote eyewitnesses because as much as we're all on our phones, we pull out our phones for everything. Nobody has cell phone footage of this 10 foot alien, but they're saying the reason why there's no cell phone footage is because the police took it. Mm. So we're going to go ahead and watch some of these videos here. Rumors of aliens invading Miami are going viral on social media. This is for real, folks. The conspiracy theory stems from a large police presence at Bayside Marketplace on New Year's Day. Take a good look at your screen. Are those aliens walking in front of Bayside Marketplace in downtown Miami? Online conspiracy theorists are saying that shadowy figure, not far from parked Miami police cars, appears to be an alien. Uh, honestly, I think it looks pretty real to me. Uh, alien looked pretty chill. I'd be friends with an alien. I think it'd be pretty cool. The viral video was allegedly taken during that massive police presence at Bayside on New Year's Day. Crowds of young people armed with sticks began fighting. Police say juveniles were also setting off fireworks that some believed was gunfire, resulting in chaos. There's a big crowd of people running out of Bayside and kind of um, grouping up outside. And then we hear more commotion and now they're all just running through the streets, running between cars, almost getting hit by cars. It was like absolute chaos. Now, rumors are circulating on social media saying police weren't there to handle a group of rowdy teens, but rather eight to 10 feet tall shadow aliens. But the real question is, are they friendly? Are they after us? Are they gonna attack us? Are they gonna do world domination on us? Who knows, man? The phrases Miami Mall and aliens in Miami have been among the top 10 searches on Twitter's trending tab. And Google News even has several reports questioning the event. Miami police saying in part, there were no aliens, UFOs or ETs. No airports were closed, no power outages. The statement ended with a facepalm emoji. Not a facepalm emoji. I know, they're being petty. <laughs> now let's go ahead and watch what some of these TikTokers who were eyewitnesses to this alien event have to say here. Witnesses are continuing to come forward in order to give their testimony as to what they witnessed in Miami at Bayside Market regarding the alien incident. This next witness claims that he and two of his friends were arrested on site by police officers and questioned for days on what they witnessed. Man, what's up, y'all? I'm here to set the record straight, man. Like, I literally have been getting interrogated by the Miami Police Department for days, my dude. I look, look at me. <laughs> Um, it is really aliens. It's really aliens. And I cannot believe that the Miami Police Department is really going to try to make it seem like they had all those police cars and stuff out there over some kids fighting, y'all. We talking about three and four blocks. We get in it. We... <laughs> They asked us, first they asked us what we saw. It was me, two of my cousins, and one of my homegirls. All three of us being basically locked the fuck up. I ain't trying to get in trouble or nothing like that, but I'm just telling y'all, man. This shit is so real, man. Like, everybody saw it. 
there will be more reports coming out. There will be more reports coming out on this, man. But I just want to go on record and speak my truth. You know, they asked us not to speak about it. Any any blog site, any news site, anybody who wants to talk to me, please get in my DM, man. Because that's the only way I would tell my whole truth. But I just want to let y'all know, man. The aliens are real. It was three of them. And we couldn't believe it. Y'all like this video. Get this video trending. And I post my own cell phone footage. They tried to actually take my cell phone footage. You know what I'm saying? I showed them that thinking that I'm helping the world. They trying to get, they trying to delete it. But once you delete something on your phone, they have recent delete, recently deleting. You have to put your password in. I wasn't able to. I wasn't willing to give them that. So, and y'all get this video to where it need to be, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go crazy. My name is Nodic, and I was also at the mall when I saw the ten feet Indian. I'm gonna give you my testimony right now. So. What I saw, I was just standing in, in the side of the mall, and then I saw everybody running towards the center of the mall. As everybody's running towards the center of the mall, I went to try to take out my phone. But um, as soon as I got to my phone, I looked up, and I see this 10-feet creature just, like, moving side to side. The images was, like, cutting in and out. It wasn't clear. He was fading in and out of, like, reality I guess and then three other ones appeared and they was fading in and out of reality too it's like they wanted to be here but it's like we, we had the power to see them but we couldn't see them all the way like we needed to have I don't know they needed to come all the way out I don't know but it was a little shaky the cops came it was like a million cops out there it was nasty and then they would they asked everybody for their phones right before um, we departed they, they made a, a perimeter around these aliens and they was checking everybody's phones. But I got somebody with a picture and a video. And um, he's from Miami, he's a resident of Miami. And from Orlando. And he was at the mall too, so me and him became cool when he was running away. I was like, yeah, you got that? He was like, yeah, I got that. So me and him are in contact and he's just scared to release the video, I guess, but I'm gonna have the video because we cool. To be honest, me and my brother were there in Miami and it's so crazy that you guys don't believe in that, but we saw 12 goddamn foot aliens, no lie. And what happened when my brother tried to record, everything turned off. A loud mm -hmm. explosion. That's what There was a lot of everybody, everybody run. All you seen was a bunch of little 14 year old, like 15 year old. Out of here, bro. Fucking running, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, and then immediately go, go, everything go, turned off. Turn everything turned off. And so that's, saw, yeah, that's why saw. nobody has any of that footage that you guys are wondering why you didn't get the footage. Because as soon as ev everything turned off, as soon as you saw that creature, everything turned off. Um, so basically what happened was I was there with my brother Brian, uh, and my sister and my nephew. We were looking for shoes, uh, for my nephew. And then we see a whole crowd of people outside the store, um, just running out in a direction. So, you know, as soon as we saw it, we, uh, we were like, oh, you know, what's going on? So we immediately ran out with our nephew and, um, you know, we picked him up and we ran out and we followed the crowd. Uh, and then about like a, a few seconds later, as soon as we started running, uh, my nephew, he's autistic, so he was pointing behind us and he was saying blanky, which he'll usually say whenever he feels unsafe or scared. Um, and he was pointing behind us. So me and my brother, we look behind us and then we see these three, nine, ten foot tall creatures. I'm not going to say aliens. Uh, everyone keeps saying it's aliens. I'm not saying aliens because I don't know what it was. Uh, none of us really knew everyone. All of us stopped in our track. We, you know, a whole bunch of people were pointing at it. Uh, I mean, there were other people running. Um, you know, there was a crowd. As soon as it made itself more apparent, um, it looked like it was glitching. Not like a computer pixelation, but like a wavy glitch. Um, and whatever maybe was covering them had, you know, unveiled or whatever. Um, yeah, it looked like a glitch, man. Uh, it was like a, a weird glitch in the matrix or whatever. And, um, 
and then you could see it in its full form, all three of them. And then, uh, it, you know, they were all black. You saw eyes, uh, and you could faintly see like, like lips. But um, yeah, I was about like tw twenty feet away um, because obviously everybody gave it distance, right? And um, you know, they're tall, um, so we all just like looked at them. They were just standing there, and the thing that was a little bit weird, well, it was clearly like observing us. It was sentient, right? Like. Or whatever i mean i don't know but uh it was aware of us it looked at us the whole crowd and then as soon as it started walking with its big legs like kind of like it started like almost glitching again um we all ran um my brother like immediately said yo let's go he grabbed me by the shoulder we, we bolted out of there and for anyone that's like saying you know where's the footage where's the footage yeah i know i i don't have any footage and i'll explain why because like when i when i saw it i was in complete fear it's it was something that I, I completely froze man i don't care if i sound like a bitch about it like i froze and i don't care who you are i feel like when you're seeing something paranormal it's different than when you're seeing a fight yeah you'll probably want to record that and put it on world star whatever when you see something paranormal that's different because your reality you can't comprehend what you're seeing a fight you kind of get it two people are fighting you you can comprehend that something like this none of us could comprehend your first instinct is like it ain't to like take out your phone and start recording. Your first instinct is like, I've never seen this before. What is this? Is it gonna hurt me or my family? That's my, that was my first number one priority. Um, so if you don't believe me, I get it. You know, it's fine. Like it is silly. I'm, I'm sure that someone had footage from that night. If you did, please contact me just so like, you know, we, we actually have it. Some creepy stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love a good conspiracy theory, but when I first, you know, was, seeing all this i'm like all right well yeah, okay what i like i wasn't buying it but mm -hmm. let me tell you something if i like if you you hear something and you're like ah, i'm not really buying it and then you get on tiktok and you fall down a rabbit hole there is a way <laughs> that they you can be convinced because at first i was like this, this is ridiculous like like i said right. I, I love a good conspiracy theory the guy the first one i'm like okay bullshit you're you're trying you're trying to contact blogs and, you know, run it up. Come on, run it up. <laughs> but then I get on TikTok and I see how people are switching up the coordinates and, you know, they had just the right music. And they're like, you know, it, what happened was the coordinates got mixed up and the girls literally like typing them in and puts it into Google Earth and it's supposed to be in Antarctica. And then as soon as Antarctica comes up, you know, that's a whole like conspiracy theory rabbit hole on its own. And I'm like, well, damn, maybe it was. But I don't know. I, I I don't know if I really believe in the whole idea of aliens being there. Now, one person was saying that one of the things that was happening is while they were trying to film, it was some type of like frequency that was messing up everybody's phones. So that's why there wasn't a lot of footage, you know, being recorded these aliens because they're saying if you were in that vicinity, you couldn't even use your phone. It wouldn't even like turn on where you could hit record or anything. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that because the, the only thing, though, is they're like, there's no aliens. But wasn't it just not too long ago? I remember, you know, they came out and they're like, hey, everybody, there's aliens. And like nobody, like literally nobody cared at that time. And now the people are like, I saw aliens. And then, you know, the government's like, there's no aliens. It's like it, anything that they say, I'm usually like, OK, maybe there is some merit to it. As soon as they deny something, I'm like, all right, that's true. But or uh, I'm kind of, you know, side on the situation or maybe there's more to it. I definitely don't believe that it was just, you know, kids fighting with sticks. Now, I know some people said it was fireworks. They thought maybe it was a mass shooting. But based off those videos, it did definitely look like something serious was going on. Mm -hmm. As far as it being aliens, though, I, I don't know. But I'm not I, like I said, I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm not totally sold on the whole alien thing, though, oddly enough, just in general. Yeah, I mean, this could be like another offshoot of Project Bluebeam. You know, that whole conspiracy right. where now they're trying to, like, you know, do those holographic images where people think it's an alien or they think it's this and that or the return of Christ. And, you know, we had the Tupac hologram at one point in time. You know, was this maybe a part of Project Bluebeam to see how the public is going to react? Now that I could definitely, that I would definitely believe more so than there's just, you know, the, the alien. And I, I haven't seen besides, you know, just shadows and <clears throat> excuse me and things like that, that uh, people have said. But one thing 
that I, I really thought that I thought this all on my own, but uh, I've seen other people online talk about it too. So, <laughs> but one thing I've always noticed about when people describe like what aliens look like and stuff like that, it always seems kind of similar to what's represented in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, I always like, it, you know, there, there's so many, I'm a uh, nature show nerd. <laughs> so I watch all these nature shows and you, you see all these different forms of life that's, you know, in our planet and in the ocean, which to me is way more crazy than than a lot of people even really talk about. Like if, if there's anything wild, I definitely think it's in the ocean, which is interesting because, you know, Miami is right by the ocean. But um, usually it, animals are just living beings in general on this planet, whether it be plants or whatever. The way that they look as far as their appearance wise is usually to adapt to their surroundings and how they live, you know, based off of like lions, for an example, their claws or the way that they are and they, they have extra padding in their feet so they can be quiet, so they can have stealth and stuff like that. So I've always found it interesting that when, you know, these aliens are described, they're always kind of weirdly human-like, mm -hmm. which is weird because if they're not from our world and they live in a different environment, wouldn't they be totally, like, why would they have arms and legs and, you know, long head? Like, why would they kind of look like people? Yeah, that is true. And that is another thing too, is, um, some people also feel like aliens are fallen demons and angels too, like fallen angels. Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, and even with the whole water theory thing, a lot of people feel like, you know, we haven't really been able to discover a lot that's in the water. Just like, remember when you think about the movie Avatar, not Avatar, but um, the Wakanda movie, how they had those mm -hmm. people that were living in that whole water kingdom below. You know, so I feel like there's things in the water that we may never discover because we've only discovered 5% of the um, oceans. Mm -hmm. So there's and a even, lot of things down there that we've never even discovered. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Even when you see, like, what they have discovered, it's so just otherworldly and and strange looking that it, it looks like some alien stuff for sure. But mm -hmm. I definitely can fall more into the idea of aliens being um like more like spiritual beings you know and which is obviously like you know de different deities and um entities and stuff like that and forms of energy that are just happening to be more present because there's a lot of things that go on around us that we might not realize just because the the five senses that we have aren't detecting it but there's a lot of people out there that their discernment is really high you know um intuition is very very is a sense to me that is just not really taught to us, but there's a lot of things that go around around us that we just don't sense because we don't have the the categories for it. Whereas there is other forms of life that can detect that. So we never know when that type of um, energy might actually be something that we're able to, to sense with the senses that we have. No, I definitely agree with that. So it's going to be very interesting to see like, you know, if these guys who supposedly have all this footage and, you know, proof if they end up, actually bringing us solid proof. I don't know, girl. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to just leave them where I found them right on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. But like I said, man, TikTok can convince you of some stuff that you like for real or like, uh-uh, I call bullshit. And then you give it about 30 minutes later and you're like, well, I don't know. I, they, they made a pretty good case because when she put them mm -hmm. coordinates in and started bringing Antarctica and stuff into it, my tune did kind of change a little bit. I'm like, well, maybe there is something to this. Right. Exactly. So let's go ahead and shift into our last conspiracy theory here. So if you guys do not know a few months ago, I never talked about this just because, you know, I felt like this was a really sensitive topic. But um, Gilly the Kid, who also is on Million Dollars Worth the Game, his son was killed in Philadelphia about five months ago. So we're going to watch that video really quick. And he's finally responding to it because a lot of people said that his son was sacrificed because around that time, he had gotten a $50 million podcast deal with Barstool Sports. And a lot of people feel like he has sacrificed his son. So we're going to go ahead and watch the news clip about the shooting here. Police have not confirmed the identity of the victim yet, but a source close to the family confirms with us a well-known Philly rapper lost his son last night. Tributes are pouring in for the 25-year-old known as YNG Cheese. Please. 
Police say one man died and two others were hurt in the shooting on Masher Street in Olney. It happened before 8.30 last night. They say the victim was shot once in the back. NBC10 has confirmed that victim is son of longtime Philly rapper Gilly DeKid. His podcast co-host posted a tribute to Young Cheese on Instagram that now has nearly 73,000 likes. Fans say he was a promising young rapper looking to follow in his father's footsteps. So far, police have not released any victim description. They haven't made any arrests. Reporting from police headquarters, Brenna White, NBC10. All right, so you guys just heard that clip. So now Gilly is finally addressing it because a lot of people accuse him of sacrificing his son. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. Hold up, hold up, hold up. How do you get a million, a hundred million dollar check? Why is your kid still in the hood? See, let me tell you a little story, right? Not too long ago, I had an individual that I was trying to help. He wanted to go viral. So we sent some dudes after I did a live outside on University of Burnside, 1895. Go outside, smash my window, key my car up in the middle of the night. Then told people on the internet I got chased by gunmen. You're right. Right? This is what they did. The next, the, 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 the next day, a couple of days, the same individual that I tried to help did an album cover with me in a coffin to go viral. Right? That's just to give you an example of how dirty the streets is. See, 1895 is gone now. And now uh, my wife and kids is living in a castle. Somewhere yonder. And all of my kids was moved out of the hood. And the ones that you still see in the hood is because they mama hood and don't want to go nowhere. She had options. Now here's the thing, right? You got a hundred million dollars. Check. I moved my family. I ain't never seen a hundred million. Only a couple. And with the little pennies that I got in, in little spurts, I made sure I moved my family out of the hood and took care of everybody around me. You explain to me how Wallow and Gilly got a hundred million dollars worth of game. For everybody else's kid, you can see the downfall of Young Thug, but you couldn't see your son in the street getting his snot box rock with all that jewelry on. Like he was in a moving target. I don't even understand this, but I really, really do. Because if y'all watched my last live that I put on private, and I'm going to put it back up and I'm going live again an hour from now. It's 8.59. At 10 o'clock, 10.30 this morning, I'm going live again because I got a lot to say. I don't even think y'all understood. It's like I, I didn't predict it, but I predicted this. Do you understand that you can't sit down at Satan's table without somebody losing their soul? Do you understand that you cannot sit down at Satan's table? Take that, take that, take that. Would it nor we say that there's a door? There's a door. I don't know if it's the sacrifice. Isn't that the words of Nori? That there's a door. These celebrities is telling you. And see, what y'all don't understand is, right? What y'all don't understand is, is that once you sign to Satan's contract, once you sign to Satan's contract and you sign that contract and it, it's... You don't even understand. Death could come in so many different ways. When the angel of death decides to come to get you, it's like when you watch that movie, uh, Final Destination. You could be on a roller coaster ride. It could come in a form of roller coaster ride. It could come in a form of how Kanye West's mother was getting the operation done. Did y'all not hear Kanye West say that they sacrificed his mother? It might not even have been the doctors. It might have just been the angel of death. Because once you sign on that dotted line, Goat Lucy is coming to collect. If you woke up this morning and you disrespected a nigga that you absolutely never met in your life, yeah, you a sucker-ass yeah, nigga, man. Solid. How could you ever disrespect somebody that you don't fucking know? Hmm. How could you ever disrespect a man's child that got murdered out here in these streets? 
I mean, rest in peace, first and foremost, to your son, man. That is honestly one of the things that pisses me off the most. And I wouldn't even mention it if it wasn't getting thousands of likes. People are like, see the fucking Illuminati sacrifice. Illuminati. That makes my blood boil that they would use a right. situation like that. That's like so I tragic. Mean, the Illuminati sacrifice and all that dumbass shit online. The Illuminati came down North Philly and killed my son. Shut the fuck up. I see some dumb shit like that online because you niggas trying to get views and likes. What Jay-Z say? You get so good, they wish the devil on you. Yeah. But one day, Logo going to lighten up. I'm going to tear y'all ass up. I'm going to light y'all the fuck up. I'm going to give you all the fame you looking for. Anytime I get a motherfucker, he told me to get him. I protect him from everything. Like, I never tell him something, so he would say something to me. Like, yo, man, I see... I said, yeah, because I know about that two months yeah, ago. Yeah, I seen I that six months, months ago. What well, nigga, because what? You gotta keep me focused. You only respond up mm. or right here. You don't respond down. No, right. Because I'm not I'm not putting no light on you. We live in a culture now where a lot of dudes, they just do anything on the internet and they're trying to get the attention of a real winner. Mm. Like we fucking big time winners, man. You know what I mean? We save a lot of niggas. Mm. I mean, that's how it be. All right. So they finally addressed that situation. And I definitely understand this frustration. A lot of people, when, when the death first happened, I remember seeing a lot of people. I know Hassan Campbell and a few others are making videos blatantly saying that he sacrificed his son. So now he's addressing it. Yeah, that's really, um, that's I, I just, it is really sad for sure. And I, I couldn't imagine like mourning the loss of a child because as a parent, that's like the worst thing I could ever imagine on anybody mm -hmm. um, and uh, I do definitely feel bad because I think a lot of times with celebrities and people that you know are, are seen a lot through like people feel like they have some type of connection with them or they know them but they just kind of see them through screens and things like that they forget that they're actual you know human beings mm -hmm. but um, with all that being said I will say that that he's not the only person that's experienced or <clears throat> excuse me experienced that that, that's a very common thing. I remember, um, not saying that it's okay, but a lot of people tend to think that. Uh, remember Meg the Stallion? Mm -hmm. um, whenever, because she got, a lot of times people don't address it. So I think sometimes whenever they address the situation, that definitely kind of makes people think, okay, is there truth to this? Especially whenever he's bringing up, you know, Jay-Z, because everybody knows like the conspiracy theories behind him as well. But um I remember people saying the same thing about Meg the Stallion and, and her mom, and she got really offended and upset about that. And then um, with uh, DC Youngfly, whenever his uh, the mother of his kids passed away, that was the the first thing. I mean, everybody that I had talked to, that was the first thing. Okay, well, did he sacrifice her? So um, I, I understand people thinking that. I mean, I'm gonna keep it real. It's sad. I mean, especially if that's not the case. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna keep it real. A lot of times when whenever someone is especially when they're leveling up that's that's part of being a public figure and people think that and stuff like that does happen so i understand people thinking that i think that a lot when stuff happens uh with certain celebrities and something tragic happens just like the whole astro world thing you can't tell me that that wasn't some type of satanic ritual and he sacrificed some people yeah and that's the thing, like you said, it happens to a lot of celebrities, um, you know, but then you also have that segment of the population, especially on YouTube and on other social media platforms where they just want attention. So if I can just be like, oh, he sacrificed his child, you know, for clicks and views, it's not really they even care to bring awareness. It's just for clicks and views. But I remember mm -hmm. the Meg Thee Stallion situation because that was uh, Larry Johnson who had called her out and said that she sacrificed her mother and her grandmother. And they went back and forth on Twitter for a while about that, too, you know, and. I get it. I get where some people are coming from, where they feel like, you know, you're not going to get into the $10 million, $50 million club without giving up something. You know, we all heard Professor Griff say that years ago. So, but I'm glad that he is addressing it. Um, you know, that's just a hard position to be in, but I definitely get him for like going off. Like, if you guys are going to say that, just wait until I see you. Don't just- Yeah, no, I, I understand as well on that aspect because sometimes, you know, People also need to take into consideration that he lost a child, mm -hmm. you know, just just like with Meg. She lost her mom. You know, this this death really happened. So it, it, there's a fine line between a conspiracy theory and also like having respect for people. And um, especially whenever, you know, people are putting putting this out in a large and they have a large audience that's listening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to think that or I guess like a random person to comment it. But like you said, if someone's just trying to come up off of it. That that's just ridiculous. It's unfortunate and really disrespectful.
Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, everybody's human. So nobody wants to, because I mean, he was in the middle of like even trying to bury his son and literally all of the videos where he sacrificed his son for that $50 million deal. And oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so that's mess. Yeah. Up. People didn't even wait till the boy was in the ground. They were just I mean, as soon as it happened, there were all these conspiracy videos. I remember seeing them on YouTube and I'm like, damn, that's that's really messed up. You know, like yeah. y'all aren't even allowing him to mourn as a father. So I feel real bad for him. Um, and then, you know, it, it is kind of unfortunate, too, that people automatically think that a lot of times things don't come from just hard work. And, you know, sometimes it is luck, but mm -hmm. it's a it's a lot more. I guess it, it feels better to to say that, oh, well, somebody only got to where they're at because of the Illuminati or sacrificing someone than to look at your own, you know, possible failures or maybe you feel like you should be a lot further in life. And because you're not, let me just blame everybody who's doing better than me. Oh, that's because of the Illuminati. So I do. Yeah, see they sold their soul. Yeah, I could see yeah. how that, too, because that was yeah. the thing. I had just saw a clip pop up. Um, I don't know if it's old or new or not, but. It was actually Cat Williams talking about um, the, uh, the the Sphinx and mm -hmm. how, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories about the the pyramids and all kind of stuff like that. And they're like, you know, you're, you're discrediting the people that actually live there and saying that it wasn't possible. But yet other, you know, pyramids in like South America and stuff like that. Nobody questions who built those. But for some reason, the ones that are, you know, in Egypt, for some reason, it, it's like the people that live there, they just wouldn't have the capacity or intelligence to to build those. Mm -hmm. Which I know that's a whole different like rabbit hole, but I definitely when you put it like that and you think of it from that perspective, like not only are you mourning the loss of a child, which once again, I think is probably like the worst possible thing that could ever happen to a human being. Um, but then also your all of your hard work, because I mean, he's been putting in work for a really long time as being discredited. Yeah. As if he couldn't do it without some evil, nefarious stuff going on. Yeah, I remember back in the day, like, he was Little Wayne's ghostwriter. I mean, when that came out, like, back in, like, 2000. What? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. This came out, like, back in, like, 2007. Yeah, that's how he first kind of got put on. He was Little Wayne's ghostwriter. Really? Yeah, Philly from Philly. That's how I knew him. I didn't know him by, from this podcast. I knew him from, like, calling out Wayne and Birdman. They, they beefed for years, like, in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. See, I missed all that tea because I wasn't super familiar. But it was, I didn't know that. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I know his podcast blew up. I don't know why. I think I was getting him confused with someone else because I thought he used to like, I, I thought he was just a commentator. I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't familiar with him at all. I mean, I'm familiar with his podcast and, you know, the work that they put in. But I didn't know that all the beef with him and Lil Wayne and the ghostwriting and all that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Gilly's been around for a long time. Yeah. And the, the cousin, um, who's on there with him, the co-host. I don't know why his name just escaped me for some reason. But he was in prison for like 20 years. And then he got out and he changed his life. Wallow, that's his name, Wallow. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So he got out of prison and now he's, you know, shit, he's living the life, shit. He's running around in Lambos and getting $50 million checks, honey. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> in prison, you know. Might not come when you want it, but it always comes on time. It does, it does. <laughs> So on that note, I thank you guys for tuning in. We've been on here for over an hour. This has been a great conversation. I appreciate oh, yeah. you for joining me today, um, Emily, on the podcast. We always have good dialogue. <laughs> thank you for thank you again for always inviting me and having me on here. I always love coming and talking. We have a good old time. Definitely. So we will be back soon, T Sippers. We'll talk to y'all later. Y'all, once again, happy New Year's. Put out your New Year's resolutions, write them down, manifest them, and whatever you need to leave in 2023, feel free to do that and just look forward to 2024. So we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.